All right, guys, welcome to episode 12 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And in today's episode, we are going to dive in and talk about um, addiction, recovery, self-acceptance, and in hopes that you guys come to understand that no one is going to come and save you in life. You need to save yourself. The way, the same way I tell you guys, you need to show up for yourself. You have to clap for yourself with recovery and, and, and recovering from addiction. You have to make that commitment that you're going to change. Okay. If you're going to make something out of your life, it's only on your shoulders. You can't blame anybody else for your failures. Um, in the same way, later down the road, when you succeed, you're the only person that you get to blame that you've succeeded. So you get to carry that weight of I didn't, you know, that that just that gratification that I did this myself. Um, so hopefully you guys walk away from this episode and feeling inspired and knowing that if you're dealing with some sort of addiction, that there is a way out, but you have the key that you are the only one that can really change your life, um, that you are in full control. So with me today, I have a very special guest. She actually drove about two hours out (laughs) to be here today. But before I go any further, let me congratulate you, Miss Monique Garcia, fellow Street Parker, and your 12-year recovery of being clean to methamphetamine. That is a victory. Um, That is just, for me, that is truly inspiring. And that is really, you stand behind, like, this is my life. I was a, the same way I put myself in this situation, I was able to bring myself out. And now you're a light. You, you just vibrate on this different frequency of positivity. And I was so drawn to you. And I, for so long, I was okay. Last year I was drawn to you and your story. And I got to be a part of your 11th year, uh, wad for celebrating 11 years of being clean. Now you're here with me today. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for making the drive out. And really, I cannot wait for others to walk away feeling so inspired and maybe with some tears, but just feeling (laughs) overall happiness and just being thankful for their life. Um, But yeah, thank you for being on the show. So thank you, Desiree, for having me. Um, You already have me in tears. So I'm just, I don't know, this is already starting off with tears. So of course, it's going to end with tears. Um, I'm grateful that you asked me to be on your podcast at first when you reached out to me I was like what me <laughs> me like I follow you all the time you're a real person I get to see you today and um be in your presence that's how I felt when I was like yeah that's how I felt last year when you reached out to me about oh my, my wad and I was like what she actually <laughs> she's gonna do my <laughs> wad like what I'm just a mom okay <laughs> <laughs> and um uh Thank you for having me here with you. Yeah, no, thank you. And I, Mo is actually going to do our repeat after me um, for this week's episode. So whenever she's ready, she'll let you guys know. And then, you know, we'll repeat so, whatever she has Desiree, to say. Desiree, every morning 
um, to get ready for my day, I put on this music and, and I pull a card and, and try to meditate and, you know, bring positive energy or, uh, things to focus on for that day. And the card I pulled today was, um, trusting in life. So ladies, men, I don't know who listens to this podcast, everybody, people, (laughs) (laughs) repeat after me. Today, I will trust that the events occurring in my life are not random. My experiences aren't mistakes, and the universe, my higher power, and life are not picking on me. I'm going through exactly what I need to go through to learn something valuable, something that will prepare me for the joy and love I'm seeking. And the universe knows what's going on today. I mean, that's the way I see it. Um, and obviously if you're listening and I feel like that was meant to obviously for Mo to pick out, but it's also meant for you guys to repeat. And I just, I know someone's listening and it's like, I needed this, um, or at least I hope I always hope. Um, but yeah, I want you to share your journey with us. Um, you know, here we're raw, we're vulnerable, transparent, they're Ain't no type of filter. Okay. (laughs) There's no filter here. We just speak from the heart. It's obviously your journey. So no one can tell it better, you know, better than you. This is yours and yours alone. And in hopes that it might help somebody else. So yeah. Yeah. So where do I start? Wherever you want, wherever, wherever you feel most drawn to starting doesn't have, I always tell you I'm like, you don't have to start from the beginning. You can start wherever you feel that you feel like, I don't know that you can inspire people, but not just that, wherever you feel in your heart is where you want to start. Okay. So, um, on March 10th of this year, I celebrated 12 years clean and like right before that, um, Like I felt like, cause I don't know when, uh, every year I reflect, right. And I'm like, you know, from how it was before, uh, when I was getting loaded, how, um, what I had, what I didn't have, um, what I have now, what I don't have now or whatever, you know, like I, we, we, uh, we tend to reflect. I, I tend to reflect. Yeah. And, um, I was feeling like, um, I feel very strong. And I feel very free, but there was this feeling that I had that I couldn't describe. And then all of a sudden you asked me to be on your podcast. And I was like, what? Like, um, I don't know if it felt like my, cause my life, I have 12 years clean. I have a job. Um, I have a beautiful relationship, the healthiest relationship I've ever had in my life. Like I have, um, I have my two daughters at home. I, um, my other, my other kids are grown. I have a grandbaby. I go to work, I work out or I work out, go to work (laughs) (laughs) and I go to school like online now. And, um, so it's kind of like very repetitive and like, um, I know my life is changing, but I, and I, I go to a, a, a weekly meeting, so I'm able to give back. But when you ask me, then that means like other people are watching and you posted that 
um, I was just watching, uh, looking at it right now, this minute. I didn't see it yesterday. Yeah. But you posted that, like you, that we are giving, um, are inspiring other people who don't, we don't even know are wa- are not are watching. Right. You know, and um, and to me, you have all these followers, and you have like. To me, when you um, like comment on my stuff, I'm like, oh my god, a celebrity commented on my things. Oh yeah, you're making you know, you know. <laughs> and I, one time I even told my daughter, I'm like, look, she commented on my thing. It was like last year or whatever. And um, and but people are watching that we don't even know. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't even think. Right. And so um, I, it just solidified everything that I know I'm doing the right thing for the right reason. But sometimes we just need that thing that puts the stamp on it you know yeah and um yeah yeah I can't even tell you like when I sat down I normally sit down and I'm like I sit there and like I'll meditate and um I just I'll start writing I'm like okay who's gonna be next like I like I do allow for whatever you guys believe in and higher power um god or just um the universe, like I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay. And I felt, I felt so drawn from you from the start. And it's funny because to me, like I'm just an average mom, you know, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a wife. So like everybody that knows me, I'm just like, oh yeah. Like I'm just like, I'm, I'm just me. I don't, I don't see myself as anything but Des, you know, I'm still, 12 year old Des like goofy and I don't know, like I'm a mom. I, 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 most of the time I don't even take my day seriously because I'm chasing toddlers around. Well, you know, preschoolers and, you know, have who knows in my face with makeup and I look like a clown <laughs> most days, but honestly, I, and my, so this was never about me. This was my whole vision was to have real people, um, to share their journeys in hopes that we can help each other. And it's, that will continue to be from the start, um, as we go down the road. But I was so drawn to you in your transparency of being so raw and honest and vulnerable. And really you always so like authentic, you show up as your authentic self. There's no, you know, filter on you. And you see, and I feel like I was like, man, and, Really, it was last year when you did and I got to know you a little bit better. And we were, you know, through DMs. And when you had told me it was clean, it was like everything kind of made sense because you see life through a different perspective. Um, You've seen yourself at your lowest and now you're like at your highest and you're really just complete. And so I feel like for that, it's when you don't experience that you like, not that you have to go through, I mean, we were that you don't have to go through obviously addiction to feel that, but when you're so caught up in what everybody else is doing, comparing yourself, um, or going, you know, you, you don't get to stop and walk to the beat of your own drum, you know, however that phrase goes, you're, you know, but you're on this different level. And I honestly believe that's why I was so drawn to you. And I really, you know, we sit here and you were talking beforehand, but I feel like you have just so much to share from, you know, being a mom at, you know, and then why, I don't want to say too much because I want you to share it, but being a mom, but going through your struggles. And I just feel like people will, are going to feel that. And I don't know, I think it's going to make a difference. 
Yeah. So, so um, I want to start kind of by uh, the whole like reaching self love. I don't believe it's like a monument. I'm so emotional right now already. I don't believe it's like this moment that you achieve. Yes. I believe it's like never ending journey, right. you know, cause one moment it's moment by moment by moment, mm-hmm. like um, a gift by a gift by a gift. And like one moment I could be so under, you know, I could understand myself and I could accept myself and I could love myself and I could accept my past and my future and my present and be where my feet are. She, my sponsor says, and all that other great stuff in the next minute, uh, the next moment it could be completely different. Right. So like when I hear self-love effect, it felt like I, my head tells me that I had to be at this place and just stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I reached self-love and I don't, I don't wear from there. Right. And, but that's not the truth. Right. So we, and, and you share that it's not the truth. And, and if anybody who has um, been on this journey knows that, Every moment is different. Right. One moment I could not be comparing myself to anybody and thinking that I'm the shit. And then the next moment I'm like, not me, cover up. Right, not comfortable feeling, in your own skin. Not comfortable in my own skin. Not thinking I'm making a difference that people, no, nobody's watching. Even in the next moment, who cares if someone's watching? Like, um, I think that our feelings in life is so fluid that if we just roll with everything, um, uh, I think that is like self-acceptance at, at its finest, mm-hmm. you know? So take us back a little bit. When when did this addiction start? How, like, what, what got you to um, the point you are now? Like, what was the turning point in making you want to be better, to, be, to show up for yourself, to show up for your kids, but really what sparked it and what was the changing event? So, um, oh my God, I'm like 43 years old, right? It's so funny. Yesterday I posted a picture the other day, I posted a picture and I said, Mo's getting old with a heart. And, um, everybody (laughs) thought I was saying it like if it was negative, they're like, no, you're not, you're so beautiful. Why does old and ugly have to be hand in hand? You know, like, they're like, (laughs) you're so beautiful. You're so this, you're so, I'm like, wait a minute. Thank you for all those comments. But I didn't mean it in a bad way. Like I'm looking good still. I know she got the nose piercing (laughs) over here and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So, but why I said that is because, um, I started, my mom, I already told my mom all this, so good thing. But um, I started using forms of, um, I don't know, it could have been alcohol or whatever, whatever forms, you know, substances to right. get out of myself. And I don't even know if it was to get out of myself, but it was to add to myself maybe. Yeah. Because I thought I was having a ton of fun, maybe around 12. And then I got clean at 31 and a half. So in the middle of that, it was a whole bunch of like ups and downs. You know what I mean? I had children at, my first child was at 17. Um, And then I think it was like four years, five years later, four years later, I had another one. Two years later, I had another one. And, um, And so I was like in the middle of stop, go addiction. And it addiction slowly gets worse, right? Or it could be quick. Mine went from zero to a hundred real quick, but the 12 to like, uh, the getting out of high school was just like, whatever. Yeah. But, um, like I started getting really, really like I was home. I ended up homeless. So people are like, what is the event 
that stopped you or put, you know, made you want to get clean. Like there was really no event. Mm -hmm. There was no rock bottom. Like um, for myself, this is my experience. Um, before I continue, I want to say there might be some trigger warnings, right? Because there's a, if I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth, Desiree. Um, but like I've done a lot of things that people that, I mean, so in it, we are not responsible for our, our addiction, but we are responsible for our recovery. So whatever I did, I, I'm, I can't be ashamed of it, right? right? But there was a lot of like shameful stuff. That's yeah. the truth. There was a lot of shameful stuff. And there was a lot of um, places that I stood too long and there was a lot of people that I shouldn't have been around and I didn't think anything wrong with it. So there was no like, oh, that was um, a rock bottom. I'm going to get clean now. (laughs) It wasn't like that. It wasn't, oh, I ended up in jail for the first time. I'm going to get clean now. It wasn't that, um, you know, I got um, abscesses all over my body because I couldn't stop sticking a needle in my arm. So I'm going to get clean now. Um, I'm not homeless and I don't see my kids, um, I'm going to get clean now. It was none of that. Like, it wasn't one event. Like, I continued to get loaded, and I continued to to, to ruin my life. Like, um, like, I had these three children. Like, I was telling you before we yeah. when we sat down, I have these three children, right? And um, they're – and a stepdaughter. And they're my biggest cheerleaders, right? But, like, imagine um, you are so disconnected from a source, from a power, um, and from any type of love, like love, self-love, love for other people, love for whoever, love, that you are so disconnected from a, a source that you write on a lined piece of paper to your mom and you give up your children. Don't even go to court. Like, you sign them away to give her guardianship so you could continue to run the streets and get loaded. That wasn't even my um, my rock bottom. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think addiction is one of those things like it's so hard to run from. And like you said, like there's no one point of change. Like it's easy for us to say, um, you know, well, what got you to, I don't know, go to school or lose weight. Like, you know, most times there's like one event in your life. You're just like, okay. But with addiction, you can't run from it. It like draws you in. And I was saying this on, few podcasts but it's like something there is like an inner demon that's cheering you on every single day do it do it do it come on yeah yeah yeah. and when you finally do it it's like yeah we won it's so hard to hear that other side where you you know i envision cartoons when you're small you have the good angel (laughs) and the bad and the good angel you can't hear it there's there's nothing there it's pure silence but that other echo, it is loud and it's massive and it consumes you and you're so consumed within it that you forget your value and your worth and your place in the world. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I was okay with being homeless. I was okay with having all my belongings in a backpack with, um, uh, if I got arrested, I was okay with it. I got to eat. I got to sleep. I got to shower. I got to, was able to just 
clean up for a minute and then go right back out. Um, that demon that you were talking about, like, um, is so loud that you go get loaded, come on. And then you get loaded and I get high. And then so the getting high part silences anything else. So there's no more moments of clarity. There's no nothing. There's anger and frustration and um and confusion and um and everything. I, I was just so consumed, so consumed for years. And I was okay with it. I was okay, thought it was gonna be the, the a little old lady sticking a needle in her arm. And I would my I would I would it would be months before I saw my kids. My kids could, I could have been dead and I didn't, I would have never known. They had Monique sightings. Yeah, it was, um, so it was just a long, uh, many, many years of, um, of that. I don't, I mean, I don't know how to share about that stuff. Like on a platform like this. Um, I know how to share. So I belong to a 12 set. So what happened is that like, I, um, I spent so many years doing that and I would go and visit my children, you know, and they were like, still loved me and still hugged me and your mom and my mom and my mom, my mom always took care of them. So she's like the biggest rock star of this whole thing. Because if she wasn't there to um, care for them, they would have been taken. And I had no ability. Like, I didn't, I had no ability to love myself. I had no ability to keep my children. I had no ability, no ability. Like, I didn't have the ability. So my mom is the biggest, um, rock star of this whole thing. Um, I would see my kids and, uh, and I would just, I was just a mess, man. I was a mess, Desiree. And, um, so I reflect to that every year, right? It's still in March. So I'm like, yeah, it's my birthday month. That's how we do when we celebrate anniversaries, right? (laughs) We take cakes at different meetings. And I mean, I only took a cake at two because of COVID and it's all like crazy because COVID, um, ruined a lot of the indoor meetings, but um, so like, uh, I went to treatment, I went to a treatment, I went to an inpatient treatment center. And, um, one day when, what happened was, um, one day my oldest son, uh, didn't really look at me and without going into all the other details. He didn't like, look at me. And they're always like, it's okay, mommy. You like to be with your friends a lot. It's okay, mommy. And, um, he didn't look at me. And I said, no, Marcus, Marcus. And he wouldn't like look at me in the eye. And he was 13 already. And um, so I said, fine, I'll go to treatment. Ah, I was in the it was in the parking lot of some raunchy motel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he came to bring me some, um, I don't know if it was um Wiener Schnitzel or whatever. They came, my mom came to drop me off something. And um, and I said, okay, she's like, well, then we're picking you up tomorrow to take you to go to an assessment so they take me to this um uh this treatment center and I do an assessment and then they're like you have to call every day for 30 days to get a bed here and um 
so I just want to say like, um, in the middle of all that, like muck. So I'm homeless. I'm living on the street. I'm selling drugs. Um, I'm, um, hanging out with drug dealers. I'm doing, I'm, I'm living the life. One moment I'm living in a car and the next moment I have not even a car to live in. One moment I'm staying weeks at a hotel, a fancy, nice hotel. So like, it was always this, um, like cat chase, mm -hmm. cat and mouse chase. Like one moment it was good, next minute it wasn't. So it wasn't like all bad, right? right. Because I was so um, uh, blinded or so fogged up that it was, to me, it wasn't all bad. So that I think that's why people stay in situations like that for the longest time because, and then people, some people are like, oh yeah, the drop drugs stopped working. So I'm going to get clean now. And that's not the truth. Like um, the drugs always worked for me. They always worked for me. I put a needle in my arm and it would work for me. But um, I don't know what was going on, if it was like divine intervention or towards the very, very end, like I started getting upset for being out there and I didn't want to be out there anymore. And, um, and what happened was um, I finally said, yeah. And um, I called every day for 30 days and I got in there and I went into treatment and I just like took a deep breath. And, um, I believe that was, um, like how you were sharing in your, um, number 10 podcast or number nine. I don't remember. It was on March 10th. It, it was dated March 10th. And, um, I don't know why, because that's a Wednesday, but it was dated March 10th. Maybe I'm mistaken, but you were talking about, um, like, the, the number one thing about self-love and you were saying it was self-acceptance, yes. right? And, um, and I, uh, and I, I already knew you were going to say that because you're like, we're going to, today we're going to talk about the number one <laughs> and I'm like, self-acceptance. Yes. And cause I already know. And, um, and it was my first experience with surrender. Cause I surrendered, like I surrendered and I um, never looked back. I haven't looked back yet. And that I went into treatment March 9th and March 10th is my clean day. I haven't stuck a needle in my arm or got abscesses for 12 years. It's been rough. Yeah. But now you, you get to share your testimony. And like you said, you, your, your way of giving back is being a part of this, the being a member of your 12 steps, the fellowship. And now you get to give back. And we don't, sometimes we don't understand why we go through the things we go through you know we I know we like to question why me but it's little things like this in life where you start to understand at least a little of you were meant for this road unexpected and hard and difficult and you question too your sanity and you your worth as a person and will I ever accept myself and then you come out on the other end and then it's like okay why me still right why why me but not everybody has your strength and I could personally say that because I have people in my <clears throat> family who I wish I can heal them from their own addictions and I can't and, but when you come out on the other side, you get to be a testimony and a light for other people. So they learn that not to give up on themselves, that they are, 
they still have life to live. Like it's not over. It, it's hard. It's hard in the moment. And, but if you're willing to change your life, if you're willing to take the hard path now, life gets not easier, but it becomes beautiful. Like, yeah, you're still going to have some demons because, you know, addiction is one of those things where it's like a light switch most times. Like, I know for me, if I really wanted to, I can turn on that light. And it's a little scary, but like we said on the last episode of, with bulimia or body dysmorphia, you accept who you were, you accept what you went through, and you accept how to cope and live with it. Because it doesn't, you know, it's part of your journey. It's part of who you are. It's part of your identity. But you learn to just accept that was a part of your life. And, but you don't allow it to no longer consume you. Um, and that's why, like, it's hard to be put in such positions. And I can't imagine yours. Some over here, like, not to say that. Not to give less of a purpose to what I went through, like no meaning, but drug use is very different from being hunched over on the toilet. Like there is a different high. You're, it's night and day. And so for you to pull yourself out and now you have built this new home, not just in your own body, but, you know, making new, make building those relationships with your kids and having your mother there as your, as your biggest support system, your biggest cheerleader. Um, and the, like you were saying, you're the rock of this whole story. Um, you know, it's like, I, I hope that you can look back at your life and see how much stronger you are as a woman today. I can. Like, um, so my head, like I was trying to sh tell you earlier, like um, I have moments in, of, or I was saying earlier that I have moments of, of seeing the person you see, right? So I was having, um, I was texting a friend yesterday, right? And, um, and like our hearts speak to each other, right? And I was telling her that today is the day that I'm going to be on this podcast. Oh my God, me, right? And then she was like, of course, you're going to be on that podcast. Of course, she asked you, you know, um, you are this. And she's telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but then I was like, I she's like, I wish that I was just I was like, like you and in some so, sort of ways. And and I'm like, but you are. Mm -hmm. And and then she's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, so I see what she sees in me. I mean, what? What she sees in me, I see in her. And then what she sees in me, what I see in her, she, you know what I mean? Like yeah, we I get, see I get each other. Yeah. I see you and you may see me, but then she was like, oh, I get it. I said, because one, I don't see that sometimes, you know, and, and she doesn't see that. What we try to explain what we see in each other. Right. And then we'll have that moment, that moment where I do see me. You know, and um, and that's a beautiful moment because um, I'm not less than before. I I get all these judgmental looks, and once in a while I get these, but I don't really pay attention anymore because I'm so okay with being in my own self. I have this big tattoo on my neck. Um, I used to. Well, sometimes I still walk around with that like cara de racha face, and um, <laughs> and so my face is really like ugly and mean looking, and but not more because I've done a lot of work on that. You know, trying to be a little yeah. softer, yeah. and um, and so like before I'm. I 
I'm loud and I'm uh, before I'm still loud. So I was rude and always angry. And um, what are you looking at? And all this mm-hmm. stuff and all real rough, 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 rough. And um, and so I was judged. Of course, I'm judged because I'm a mess. Yeah. You know, and so even when I was working, even as I'm working on myself and I was clean and I'm clean and um, and in the beginning, I'm still getting these looks and I'm still not OK with myself. So I'm still portraying really rough. And and then the longer I stay clean, I'm still a little rough, but um, the edges have softened out a little yeah. bit. And then and with the softness of the edges, like the more self-acceptance I have, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, uh, I'm pretty okay with, um, the things that I have done. I am, I'm actually really okay with the things that I've done in my life. Um, I, uh, you know how people are like, I would have never done it any different because if I would have done it different, it wouldn't be the exactly the way it is today. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love all my experiences. My experiences have shaped me and you know, that's not generic. It's like the truth, you know, right. like, um, uh, I got clean, uh, all the stuff that I did, but you know what, Desiree, I would have, if I had ever a chance, I would never, never put my children through what I put them through even for the beautiful freedom that I have today. I would never do that. How selfish of me would that be? You know, and we all have a different perspective. You know, like we have um, the way we look at things. My perspective used to be very um, hostile and very rough. And my perspective of myself in the world is not like that today. But I would never put my kids through that again. You know, I would never. If I had a chance to do that over again, I wouldn't. But with everything that has happened, like, like when I got on my 10th, on, on the 10th, my, my middle son, Stephen, he texts me and he said, uh, congratulations on your clean time. And, you know, I love you, mama. And I'm so proud of you. And he said, uh, something, I mean, I'm paraphrasing it. He said, um, that basically like by the change that they are better they as in my children right they are better because i changed my life their life has changed because my life has changed you know because um i was never there for them their father whatever is a different story let him be on a different podcast right but um (laughs) (laughs) but um he, I have changed. So their life has taken a different, you know, road. And, um, like my daughter, she's like my biggest cheerleader. Um, like there's a lot of gifts that you get when you come into recovery. They're really, really hard. Like, you know, I, I don't know, but I think I was just ready to get clean. I don't know if it was divine intervention. I, I share this um, I don't know if it was the Pulp Fiction suitcase that with the gold that opens oh, and stuff like that. Such a good movie. <laughs> you know, the, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it was, but like um, I, when I finally took a deep breath, my life has changed. Like, and I never expected it to change the way it has changed. And everything that like, and it hasn't been easy. 
Like I didn't get a job until I had six years clean. And I didn't. Um, and then child support wants to take all my money. I owe child support. Like I've gotten in a thousand car accidents, you know? Oh, jeez. And I had to drive all... Well, you... I was like, we could Zoom. And you're like, no, no, I want to drive. I want to meet you. Hell no. Who wants to Zoom? I want to meet you. You're a real life person. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, everything has changed. And um, and it, the biggest thing was on the connection. There's no lack of connection now. Mm-hmm. There's no lack of connection. Like, I can be um with peace with myself. Right. Like, and freedom. It's... I don't know how to explain like, yes, there's a 12 step fellowship that I belong to. And, um, and it's kind of like all the um, fellows in my ship, Mm -hmm. all the fellows in my ship in the fellowship. Right. And um, like I have a sponsor and then there's, there's meetings and there's step work. And it's like, so it's all self-help stuff, right? Basically it's like everything that you are about um, coming to love and acceptance and all these spiritual principles right? We learn them and, um, and then we apply them and we, it's, and then we believe them and then we live them. And then it, um, without your permission, life changes. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm beautiful and old. And, um, even in the moments when I don't believe in myself, I've believed in myself so much that other people believe in me now, you know? And, um, yeah. You're just a beautiful testament. Like, it's just a beautiful story. You sitting here and like, like, okay, don't cry. Don't cry. You got to <laughs> talk. <too> late. <laughs> I'm like, I need a sniffles and stuff. And I'm like, I can't but, do that on the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah. But like you said, you need to believe it. And then, <laughs> then you accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we talk about self-love and self-help and self-acceptance. But if you really break down whether it's you have a drug addiction, you're addicted to, you know, an eating disorder, or you're just addicted to working out too much where it becomes like an awful addiction, you know, like a negative, or just trying to find yourself and love yourself. Every process is the exact same way. It's all laid out the same way. You need to believe it. And then you accept it. We obviously will there's different forms of breaking it down. Mm -hmm. So you feel like you're um, like, it makes sense to you, Mm -hmm. but really it's believing it and then accepting it. Cause you guys are going to hate me for saying this because this is the podcast name self-love, but don't worry about self-love that'll come with self-acceptance. And that's why like, it's the acceptance part. That's the hard part. Yeah. The love part is easy because we're, we all have the ability to love. We're all born with the ability to, as humans, there's nothing more on this earth than we desire than to be loved. Like when someone loves you, what does that feel like? When you look at your kids, if you're a parent and the love you have for them, no one else is going to have that love for them the way you do. Um, and, and, but just love in general, like it's. It just with it's who we are. It's part of our our DNA. It's part of our genetics. It's part of just being human. Um, but the acceptance part, that's the hard part. That's the part that is so hard to achieve. But through self-improvement, self-discipline, self-care, then you get to that 
And then you start to understand who you are. You start to love yourself. It just, you're able to look in the mirror. You can reflect. And, but you don't judge yourself anymore. Like Mm -hmm. there's no self-judgment. Yeah, there's times where you feel like, like you said earlier at the beginning, like you might wake up one morning and you're just not in it. You just don't like who you are today. It doesn't mean you hate yourself, but it's just part of the journey. The journey is supposed to be ugly. It's a relationship. And that's the biggest thing. It's a relationship. So as much as we want to throw self-love, self-love, when you, I love my husband, I love him, but that doesn't mean our relationship's perfect. I mean, we have our <laughs> moments. Imagine that a pretty relate, you know, a perfect relationship. It doesn't exist. And neither is the one with yourself. It's not going to exi- exist perfectly. And oh my gosh, every day you wake up, you're like out of a movie, you know, out of a TV show. And there's a white picket fence and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're just like, you know, yeah. oh my God, I'm phenomenal. It doesn't work that way. But that's the beauty of it too, is accepting your failures accepting those bumps in the roads your obstacles but overcoming them and getting to the other side and seeing reflecting on how you've changed how you've grown how much stronger you are rather than consuming yourself and like oh i i messed up here remember that one time i did this you know always navigating to the negative um really self-acceptance is I mean, that's why I said it is the key ingredient. And for most people listening, and when I talk about it to other people, it's like, oh, self-love. And it's like, you just forget that name. Okay, I know it's <laughs> self-love effect, but uh, that comes, Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it comes. My sponsor tells me that, um, so when we do our step work, uh, we have to look up um, the, the meaning of words and all the stuff. And so when we're on uh, acceptance, uh, she says that it's, and I like how when you're talking about that, because, and then I'll let you know what I think when I'm listening to you say that, right? So, um, so she says that true acceptance is not wishing anything to be different. So that's when it's not even when she's talking about accepting ourselves. It's like accepting the situation, yeah. right? Um, doesn't mean we have to like it. Right. Right. So self-acceptance to me, like when you're talking about it, because when I was, I was listening to that podcast, right. And, and I'm all looking in the mirror naked when you're saying it. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'm like, OK, well, the truth is, like, I'm not that bad. Um, things can get better. Things can be better. Um, but I don't hate myself yeah. for the way I look. Um, I don't hate myself for the things I've done. Um, is it an opportunity to eat better or is it an opportunity to not yell at my children? Is it an opportunity to, um, my, my sponsor says, uh, don't be a dick Monique, right? Because I'm for a long time. I'm like, really? She's like, Monique, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't say that thing wrong. You know? So, because, and I, and I want to say that out loud to your listeners because, um, like, oh, um, ask yourself, is it timely? Is it, um, is, is it loving? Is it caring? Is it, you know, ask yourself these questions before you open your mouth. Right. And yeah. in my spot, I can't remember all that. So my sponsor would be like, just ask yourself, Monique, you know, don't be a dick. So, yeah. so then I am. So, and that's to other people and to myself. 
So I have to practice this like this thing to myself and to other people, the world around me, my relationship with myself, my relationship with my higher power, my relationship with other people. It's like you said, this relationship and it all like, so if I'm not less judgmental over myself, then I'm less judgmental towards you. Absolutely. And I'm less, if I'm less hostile towards myself, then I'm less hostile towards you and the world around me. And, and it's just this like circle of stuff. And, um, and so like I said, when I was listening to the acceptance of yourself and, and when you share it, you're like, oh yeah. And then, so it makes us feel, or me felt in the moment, oh my God, I have to be totally in (laughs) self-acceptance, totally in self-love and this and that my life is perfect. And that's not the truth. Right. But the truth is that like with, so, um, if I don't, if I can't in the moment accept what I'm going through, or that little thing, one thing, um, or me as a whole, I could pick one thing, right? Right. Like I uh, love, so Monique, say out loud uh, one thing you're grateful for, say out loud. um, And it could be that I had a car and with gas in it, that's two things. So I can drive to meet you. That's three things, Mm -hmm. you know? And so um, I think that the acceptance um, doesn't have to be full like when we were sharing earlier. Right. It doesn't have to be always. Um, it could be moment by moment. And um, and that's the beautiful thing about it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be something we've reached. Right. Um, you know, like I could still be a, I could still act out a character. Yeah, I mean, we're human. And yeah. that's like, that's why negative, like, well, like you were saying, like, if you're better then you show up better for yourself. But Mm -hmm. then that is also a domino effect in how you show up for everybody else. And that's why negative thinking is so destructive. Yes. Because if you're negative, then you're negative towards the people around you. And then you see life negative because this, in all reality, if you're negative to somebody, they're going to be negative to you. So then you're like, you see, this is what I mean, negativity. But you're... (laughs) You're the, you're orchestrating everything. You are the reason why it's like this, but we tend to use excuses or use that neck, that one negative to perceive life more negative. And then it's just, again, it's just a domino effect. You're like, see, I told you everything was shitty. Yeah. And, but you're orchestrating the whole thing when the same way you have the power to see life negative you have the power to see life positive. Yes. Um, and it's really in your hands. You can, no one can fix your life, but you, no one can fix it for you. Mm-hmm. You are in control. You are the driver. You are the author. You are in full control of that pencil, that pen, however, whatever analogy you feel work suits you best, you're in control. So you cannot blame. You cannot the same way when we succeed, we never say, oh, it was, I, I'm not, if I go and succeed in life, I'm not going to be like, oh, it was, it's because of Mo. No, you always say it's because of me. <laughs> so when you go and fail, it's not because of, oh, my teacher's fault. I got an F. It's your fault. What could have you done different? Yes. Um, did you study more? Did you ask for help? You know, the same way with everyday life. And you would think that us adults would have it a little bit more figured out. But I think life in general, 
it gets overwhelming as an adult. So I think it's funny when you're a kid and you're just like, well, yeah, I can't wait to grow up. Right. I mean, I, mm. I know I've used that phrase so many times <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. And then now I'm just like, uh, what did I do to myself? <laughs> what did I get myself into? But um, in reality, I mean, we, we, like you said, we have to, it's kind of like when you're at the science table, like, and you're taking apart this frog or this pig and you're dissecting it, you have to be able to dissect your life, yes. like pick it apart. In this moment, this is how I feel. If I show up like this at a family event, I might trigger other people because I'm mad. And so then I'm going to show up with God of the like Fuchi, like a resting <laughs> bitch face. <Yeah. laughs> right. And intentionally make everybody else around me negative. And then everybody is going to be mad. And it's like, you know, so we have to dissect. And like you said, we have to be able to visualize and see that if we accept ourselves, how is that going to impact everybody else around us? Mm-hmm. And I guarantee life is going to be better because life doesn't get worse when you accept yourself. Yeah. Life gets better because you're better. And when you're better, everyone around you is better. So I think that um, I think for sure that is exactly um, on point. (laughs) Um, uh, But when we're better, even the life around us, the events of life can still happen Mm -hmm. and it could be negative ish quote unquote, um, uh, events, but, um, how we show up and you, cause you talk about showing up and, um, and so I, um, I have always, and so I feel like we are just supposed to be meant sometimes, um, because like I say, show up and show how, and you say show up to life mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's the truth. Like, and then, so people like in my 12 step fellowship, they will share and they're like, you know, like, I showed up to life or, you know, or life. No, no. They say life showed up. Yeah. And I'm like, life has always been there. We showed up to life, right? We showed up to life. Life has been going on, but our perception of things. um, And so if, like you said, if we have it, if we're in acceptance and we show up well, and we show up like um, centered, then whatever quote unquote negative circumstance, then we look at it with different eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, we look at it with a different way to tackle it. We look at it in different way. So before, like say when um, I'm working and uh, all of a sudden half my paychecks are taken for child support. Right. And um, I could have been like, I've been clean all these years. How come he's not paying anything? You know, blah, 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 whatever, go on and on and on. Instead, like I, I'm able to go take step by step, get that taken care of, whatever, just like all the situations in life. I don't have to be an ostrich and put my head in the sand. Um, we show up to life ready to go on, um, ready to handle it. Right. And um, with a different pair of glasses um, and yeah different pair of glasses red ones yeah red ones in particular. <laughs> i like that those red glasses though it matches my nails i love red red just red and black red and black me too um but yeah it you know you're absolutely right you you tackle you see a negative and perfect example if you were got hurt yeah and you're like okay well now i can't work out anymore you can modify. With I've it, been uh, modifying so, it for a whole year. So you see, like you have, there's, there's positive, but yeah. really what you have to be able to perceive it. I mean, and really that's why self-acceptance is not just like, oh, 
I just, I love myself. It really is just changes your whole perception on life and how you perceive it and how you allow things in and what you allow in and how you really show up as a person. And if this happens, you know, like you said, okay, well, you're, you have more of a positive outlet than you would if you were prior, your old Mm -hmm. self. And you would be like, okay, I got a car accident. Now my life's ruined. And you know, now I hate the world. Yeah. Okay. What are, okay. Well, you got an accident. Uh, is anybody injured? Um, okay. So you see it from a different eye And, and really that is what we all strive to attain. Um, and it's very difficult, but if you're not taking those steps and if you're not putting in, because it is work. I mean, it's it's work being a human. It's come on. We feel drained when you're a parent or you're not a parent. You got to go to work. Work drains you out. You come home. Like if you're a stay at home mom, you have. I mean, I tell my husband all the time. Oh, my gosh. I my biggest anxiety is am I raising two good humans? I mean, that is stress. But you can't allow all the stressors of the world dictate who you are as a person. No. And define you. No. Because life is ever changing. Absolutely. Ever changing. I know when, and I went down the shithole when, you know, when my grandma passed away and I'll probably cry because I, I can't talk about her when my nana passed away. I let it, that whole moment of grieving and, and not um, like putting it into words. I let it consume me in like the most damaging way. I hung out with the worst people I got a, I was such a straight A student that I was so scared of failure. I got hooked on Adderall. My parents don't even know this. So my dad's probably listening in this truck. I'm so sorry. Um, and I was okay with it. You know, as long as I, and I, I remember sitting there in the library and I'm like 12 page essay in like two hours. <laughs> so I was so good. Cause I was always like, I love, I've always loved school. Loved it. Loved it. But I just started hanging out with, you know, with the wrong people and just being consumed by, by, by grieving. Like that is like the worst thing is like told on to and people are like, Oh, why is it so hard? You know, I have a grandma. I was like, you don't get it. Like, uh, that was my best friend, my whole world, but not having the closure of saying, I'll see you on the other side. And then getting the phone call at 11 o'clock in St. Louis three days after I had flown back when she had asked me not to leave. I didn't get to say bye. So I think, and I tell my mom, that's what haunts me. Right. So then, and the worst part about this whole thing is like, you get addicted to stuff and that person wouldn't have wanted you to do that. And now you're living with that, but I've accepted it. I know she's watching me. She probably slapped me a bunch of times. (laughs) But stop me in the good direction. But now I'm here, right? And then we get to share our story in hopes to change somebody else's lives. Because I think, too, as humans, we just want to know that it's okay. You're okay. Right. You're you're human. And you're not perfect. And you were never... God didn't create you or higher power didn't create you to be perfect. No. It created you or he created you to put, you know, for you to live life, but you're going to go through these obstacles. You're going to put yourself in scenarios. No one's going to do it for you. You're going to choose that path, but you're also going to choose how you come out of it, whether you come out victorious or if you do struggle a little bit more, but 
never let it define you. Allow it to, you know, be a building block. Um, and so like, and I think that's what you are. Like other people get to listen to this and the world. Cause I mean, it is on all streaming platforms. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to share. Um, I think that, um, some people might have a problem or not a problem, a challenge. I don't like to say problems yeah. or whatever, but, um, like, uh, the shame component mm -hmm. and the guilt component yeah. to the things that, um, that, uh, we've done or just for feeling or whatever. Like I used to think that, um, and I know there's a lot of moms on your, um, that listen to you and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And like when you, before you asked me to come up or when you asked me, I was like, but I'm not like any of those girls, you know, that, um, that she's interviewed or that she's spoken to. Like I have, I'm surprised that I've only probably said um, one bad word and it was dick, you know what I mean? Like compared to the rest of my mouth, you know? Um, and I'm like, I'm not like, it was so, um, there's women at home with their kids that don't feel like they want to be mothers or mm -hmm. don't feel. And so I, I never, I, when I, when I was a li little, I didn't want to be a mother. I wanted to be a professional baseball player. You know what I mean? And I'm a woman, <laughs> you know? And, and, and then, so like I did everything. I played baseball till I was like 14 with the boys and, and all this stuff. And I didn't want to be a mother. And then I had babies and then I was in full blown addiction. And then, and and I had this, I don't know who does it to us, right? Who gives us this perception or this um, this vision of what women or um, mothers are supposed to look like. I thought women had um, makeup and um, high heels and, and moms, they had... Um, <laughs> baked cookies for the kids when they came out of school and, <laughs> yes. um, and they had snacks ready for them when they got out of school. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was like, I don't know, celery with raisins and peanut butter, or I don't know what my head told me. Right. Yeah. No, what you probably yeah. do. Right. Yeah. Do I you do I, that. No, no. Oh. But, I mean, okay. Hold the ball. <laughs> no, like I always thought that. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so what happened was, um, I put a, like a barrier. Mm -hmm. between myself the comparison barrier right yeah and um the shame which le the, the shame which led to shame and the guilt right um and so that 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 is all a barrier to accepting yourself mm -hmm. and so I was like I, I'm not a lady and I they'd be like Monique that's not very lady like I'm all who f is trying to be a lady and I'm like because I want to you know how we were talking you're like people laugh to cover up the emotions mm -hmm. or they tell jokes there's coping mechanism and stuff like that so mine was anger man and mine was like da, 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 and I didn't you know and I was like so rough that I was but it what it really was was like I was comparing myself because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I measured up to being a lady or being a mom because um I didn't bake freaking cookies yeah. Or I didn't have ants on a log for I'm my kids. To, I'm going to write that. Ants on a log. No. <laughs> ants on a log for no, your kids. Right. I mean, so, you know, and it's, so it stops. So what happens is that we as women or we as people mm -hmm. um, uh, create our own boat of shame. Yeah. Right. Because we compare right. and you talk about that a lot. Right. Like we compare ourselves with other people or we even compare ourselves of who we used to be or, oh, you yeah. know, we hold on to the yeah, hold on to this or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and I'm not saying that I don't ever do it like moments and moments and moments. Right. And um, that we hold on to the stuff. And so it creates this barrier 
between a connection with other people, like I've shared, and this um, connection with ourselves, which leads to the understanding and self-acceptance, right? And um, and I just want to, we don't have to be perfect at that. Yeah. We don't have to be perfect at that because sometimes, like, I'll look in my eyes and I don't see anything. And then sometimes I'll look inside my eyes and I'm like, there she is. Light. You know, yeah. that light. And, um, and... Even if for that one moment, one moment is good enough, right. you know, because then you know, then that moment will come again. Yeah. And so it's just, we can't keep on, we can't stop, man. We can't stop. Like, um, yeah, we just can't stop those mm-hmm. moments. Like they come. Yeah. You can't expect it every time. It's like, I, I love, I, I love to use analogies. Okay. Right. It's like playing softball and I would get that one hit and, but I, you expect it every single game. It doesn't work like that. You're not going to get the same pitch, the same curve of the ball, you yeah. know, the same uh, miles per hour. Um, so, and that's life too. And like, yeah, especially for moms, I yes, I know a lot of women listen to this, whether you're a mom or not, but the shame and the guilt, you're right. It eats you. It It, it is the... It is what draws you to compare mm-hmm. because you, you, you're trying to meet up to all these expectations and you know, again, the white picket fence, the wife that has it all together and the kids come home with the baked cookies. Um, and that's like the other night I told my husband, okay, well, let me know when you're like 20 minutes away. I had the kids in school today. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get everything prepared for later on. And, and he's like, you need to calm down. He goes, (laughs) I don't expect dinner to be on the table when I come through that door. And I don't know too, if it's like, um, culture related, but I see it just in society in general mm-hmm. about this is what, what perfect looks like. And we see it in movies. And I think we saw it more as kids, at least I, like the shows I used to watch, like, um, it was just always so put together and yeah, the cookies on the table or <laughs> the ants on the log, the PB and J's, the perfect, Cut, uh, no crust. Yeah. No the, crust. the perception and you see it too. And that's why um, social media is such a trigger for people and especially women and men too. But I feel like sometimes like it's hard. Well, first of all, I'm not a man, so I can't understand, you know, I'll sit with my husband. I know they do, um, go through just the same thing we do, whether it's by dysmorphia, there's men that have eating disorders. Um, they perceive themselves a different way. Um, than what you know how people see them but um it just like social media is such a trigger right we see the perfect photos laid out and everybody has the same freaking filter they use for the same photos so they all look identical and there's there's nothing on their counters or their tables are spotless and clean but we have to remind ourselves that they're only allowing you to see what they want you to see there, you're not seeing what was really going on. You don't know if that person, that girl, cleared off her whole table and everything's <laughs> on the in the sala, on the floor, everywhere in the living room. Like I probably damn guarantee that's what happened because I'm I'm looking back going, all right, I'm a mom of a five year old and soon to be four year old who acts like she's twelve, um, and my house is only clean when they're not here because at the end of the day I'm gonna let them be kids, but most times. <laughs> 
You go in that bedroom and if they decided to make a mess, they made a mess. I'm not going to be like, oh, honey, like no mess. They're kids. Kids are kids. Like you want paint on the table? Go ahead and paint. Like the other day when Lily decided to paint my whole table with all her papers and stuff, my husband's like, so how many cloths do you have of these? I said, well, it's the same one, but you better ask the washing machine how many times it's cleaned it. (laughs) Like, but life is more beautiful when it's messy Um, at least from my standpoint, when it's not put together picture perfect, because I get to enjoy those times too. I don't feel shame and guilt. Um, if I'm running late to BJ day practice, I'm not going to be the mom that shames herself. Like the other day we were, I let Lincoln sleep in a little later and it was St. Patrick's day and he didn't have a green shirt on. (laughs) And luckily Lincoln's the kid, like whatever. He's already so much bigger for his age because people think he's like six or seven when he compares everybody else like all the other kids in class like when he pairs up with six and seven year olds because they're the same height as him and i'm like he's only five he just turned five in december but luckily he just rolled with punches but it's like i kind of had mom shame like my son's not wearing a green shirt everybody has green shirts on and like i'm in full panic mode sitting there i'm like but my workout pants are green but that wasn't intentional it just kind (laughs) of happened that way but and then I have to like walk myself through it in my head while I'm sitting there. And then like one of the other coaches looked at me and she goes, it's because he wanted to wear that shirt. But she's like, his undergarments are green. So it counts. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, so going, but it's not, you know, but it's, it would be it, it's we a lot ten- of pressure. Isn't it's, it? Yeah. But we tend to do that, the shame and guilt and, yeah. and, and comparing when it's okay. Like, it's okay if your kid didn't wear green on St. Patrick's Day, okay? Yeah. You, he has the rest of the day to wear green. But at that moment, like, it's just a good um, example of, like, as a mom, but as a person, as a human being, where you just feel like <gasps> the whole world is, like, watching you. But in reality, nobody no cares. cares. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> I try to talk. Like, nobody my sister today, cares. we're all talking in the... In the so we talk really loud. Okay. We're Mexicans. I talk like Mike literally has to tone this down all the time. I I'm shouting at you every time I'm talking to you. If you're in front of me, <laughs> God forbid, you better wear like a two shields. Right. Yes. Cause I'm screaming. It's just be part of being Hispanic. Um, and my sister's like, shh, you guys are so loud. It's like ghetto. And I was like, I don't care. We're all laughing right here. I was like, I don't care what people think, <laughs> but perception, you know, but in reality, no one cares. No no one's most of the time when they're looking at you, it's probably because they're looking past you. They just seem to turn that way. Okay, sometimes it might be because they they're looking at you, but maybe they're looking at your big muscles. But most times it's (laughs) like people are not like. I just want everybody to know that she's a lot bigger in (laughs) person than she is in her videos. She's like a lot bigger with those muscles. You should see it. I was like, wow. No, that's why, like, I'm always in awe, Miranda. And when I met her in person, I was like, oh, my God, her arms. And she was pregnant at the time with Banner. And I'm like, she's, like, cut. Like, I was like, her shoulders and stuff. Like, I was like, why don't mine look like this in the videos? (laughs) But, um, yeah, for sure. It's like, we, people don't, I, and that's the biggest thing. Like, people don't care. Like, just show up as your authentic self. And. And it's funny because we we throw this term vulnerability around a lot. And we're like, ah, I want to be like her. She's so transparent and raw and vulnerable. But when 
you think of the idea of you being vulnerable, you're like, oh no, people are going to judge me if I share my story. Oh no, you think of all the negative when in reality you have that same exact superpower. Yeah. You're just holding back. Absolutely. Because you're so scared of the comparison game or what is, what are they going to say about me or the negative comments when, when you're more times than none, when you're transparent, when you're vulnerable and raw, no one is going to throw shade at you. It's very rare. Yeah. So it's very, um, very rare. When I went to treatment, they were like, um, about the vulnerability piece. They were like, I was always angry. Didn't want to talk to anybody. And they're like, Monique, you need to learn to be vulnerable. You need to let someone scratch your underbelly. And I'm like, what? <laughs> scratch my underbelly. And I didn't get it. And it's because like when an animal lets you scratch their underbelly, uh-huh. like they're on their back. They're like setting themselves up. Yeah. Kind of like first to be attacked. Right. Like they have no defense. They're on their back and their legs are like that. So you could scratch their tummy. Right. And so as like in the, in, in the 12 step fellowship that I am at and, and, um, and learning along my journey. So, uh, transparency and vulnerability, like the only way I can allow you to help me is if I ask for help, if I, um, tell you what's going on, if I be honest and truthful, like when I got here, when I got, when I um, first start, when I first was clean, I'm still yelling and pulling hair, children. I don't know how to be a mom. I don't anything like I go and I'm, I got clean 13. They were 13, nine and seven when I got clean. So I come home mm-hmm. and I have no idea what to do with these kids. Yeah. Like, who am I? What are you guys doing? Yeah. Mommy, 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 like, ah! you know? <laughs> And, um, and so like I, I, I shared with you guys or with, you know, uh, the fellowship that like, I don't know how to, I, I, I yell and I hit and I don't know what to, they're like, you yell because you don't know what to say. And you hit because you don't know what to do. Right. Like we need to learn other things. And so like, I learned to be vulnerable and I learned to be very truthful because like what happens is the things that we go through in life, like, you know, people say, um, nothing we go through is in vain. So in our literature, it talks about like um what we go through is not for us it's for the so we can be a message to the other person yes. you know what i mean like when you talk about your recovery from your, your um eating disorder and then um what you were going through when nana died and then everything and then like um you working out and then you know your pictures of your stomach and and i'm like showing everybody and like you know how real you are and 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 then so like what everything we go through isn't for us mhm isn't for us. We mm-hmm. will never understand, you know, like, um, along this way, like my best friend, um, she decided that she couldn't continue her own life. And, um, and that was like one of the hard things I had to go through. Like my best friend couldn't, um, decided to stop living. And, um, and so, uh, I believe that like she didn't go through that. She went, she went through that for someone else. And like, um, I try to keep her, um, still alive, alive. her spirit still alive. And like me not knowing how to be a mom, me think judging myself about being the lady who doesn't wear high heels because I'd rather wear Chuck Taylors, you know what I mean? And all this stuff and like, um, not, or being a stepmom. You know, talking about how like my head tells me that she doesn't love me as much as I wish that she would love me. That's a hard and one. That is a hard one, and um, you know, uh, all this other things, and you know, uh, everything that we go through, like I said, is not for us. We are a story for someone else, and yeah, 
I just, um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's beautifully put and perfectly put. And I couldn't put it any other way. You're right. And it's not for us. And that's why when you come out strong and victorious, it is your job. I believe as a human, as a person to share your journey, don't try to cover it up no because like oh sorry i cut you off no you're but fine like so the vulnerability don't you it, it's our it's like we have a responsibility you were mm-hmm. saying right so what i hear you saying is we have a responsibility to share our story because you were talking about just this past episode that you have and you were like i've got so many you know um, i don't know hits about this and people are you know texting you and messaging you like this is what i'm going through and this is and then so and then the woman that came on and so like her story right? Her vulnerability. So like when I tell my story, when you tell your story, when any people, I don't want to say just women, right? People, when we tell our story, we give up, give permission for another person to identify and then say me too, you know? Um, Well, I drink when my kids, not me, but like just say like another woman to be like, well, my kids are at school. I drink. And when they come, I don't know how to stop. Yeah. You know, or um, I don't I, I feel shameful because I play like I'm the perfect mom, but I don't even want those little kids next to me, mm-hmm. you know, because I know we feel that way. I don't we're not perfect. And I know that we feel that way. And um, maybe not all the time that we have moments or whatever. But maybe maybe some people are perfect and they want their kids next to them all the, every minute <laughs> of the day. I don't know. Um, and that's OK, too. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Um, when we are open and vulnerable and transparent and like a hollow tube, then people, um, other people can identify. And it's all about identification and um, how they could be me too. Yeah. Like I'm not alone. Right. You know, like you're like, I'm not alone. I, I feel that way too, man. Yeah. And um, and that's a beautiful thing because um, sometimes our own um, shield, shield uh, barrier um, from, you know, the shame, the guilt, the lack of self-acceptance, the lack of self-love, don't say self-love, um, thing will be like, um, I don't want to open my mouth because I'm afraid that I'm the only one who feels this way. Yeah. And it's not the truth. That's a lie. It's a lie. We're not the only one that feels that way. We're not the only one that feels that, that thinks that, that believes that in the moment, um, or that does what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that's like, when you open that door to me too, then someone sees their story as having significance. Because we're still like, we're always like, how many times have you said, well, my, I'm not important. My story's not important or it's no different or it doesn't have any value. I've said that so many times. And even sometimes I'll catch myself when I'm talking to my husband. I'm like, um, when the trainer of the gym, uh, oh, her box. Sorry, Brandy. Her, uh, <laughs> box. Yes. She's box. like um, future Rogan. Hashtag future Rogan. I laugh because first of all, I'm a huge Rogan fan. He's the first podcast I ever really was into. Um, and I was telling my husband, well, what do I have to bring to the table? Like, first of all, even thinking that far, like, oh, man, being on Rogan, right? I mean, we just talking like the shit talking, like, you know, all oh, the idea of it. And then he's like. Well, that's your problem because right away you try, well, you don't bring any significance. Like the fact that I 
get to bring people on the show and they get to leave here feeling stronger, that is significant. That is powerful. And every single episode, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx anything, but I feel when you share your story and knowing that it's not just with the person in front of you you're sitting to, but somebody's going to listen to it, whether it's somebody in Australia, someone in the United States, someone in Mexico, someone in Canada, anywhere around the world, this story is available, right? That holds power to that person. Like you walk away being like, and not just that, maybe you were someone, the person I was talking to across across from me was holding something and never said it out loud. That is power. You're giving power to all these things that used to constrain and hold back and you're freeing yourself. You're, you're giving this weight, you're lifting up this weight and you're walking away and that is significant. And that's why our stories are all significant. We're just so scared of, of, of sharing because, and I think too, we think, um, People are going to classify us as conceited or we think we're big headed and we just think that we're more important when the truth is like, no, you're not. If you feel like you're sharing vulnerability has nothing to do with being conceited or big headed. If those two are not don't even share the same breathing room, don't mm-hmm. even share the same room. Um, vulnerability is hard. It is hard. It is hard for me to post new photos even with my stomach sometimes but it's not for me it's not for me because i already i already gave i already took that negative power i took my power back and i kicked negativity out the door but i know someone else needs to see it i know someone else is in the moment hating themselves shaming themselves in front of the mirror and they need to read it they need to see it they need to remind themselves and that's why like i'm like some people will be like Oh my God. Some people put too many photos of themselves um, <laughs> with their stomach. Cause don't get me wrong. I do get negative. Everybody gets hate. Okay. It's how you feed the hate. You either feed it or you like delete. And I like to delete. I'm a pro <laughs> at deleting. Um, but I'm like, it's not for you. If you don't like it, keep scrolling. Don't unfriend me. Unlike me. I don't care. But somebody's going to land on this page that has been suffering from either depression, an eating disorder, uh, body dysmorphia, uh, struggling just being a mom in her new body, struggling from a weight loss journey, from losing so much weight and having the stretch marks loosening. Someone's going to land on the page and be like, I needed this. And now, even more than ever, with all the testimonies and the stories and the um, posts I get to put up of you women talking, of or and we'll have men too, but you guys sharing your stories, someone's going to listen to that and be like, I need to go listen to that podcast Mm -hmm. and they're going to hear your story Mo, or, you know, whoever was on here and be like, me too. Yeah. I'm not alone. And they may at that moment, put an end to whatever has been holding them back. And then they get, they gain their power back because sometimes it's not a matter of sharing your story out loud. Sometimes it's a matter of just hearing that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And then you finally feel that (sighs) where can I start? Mm-hmm. where now what's the next step in my journey and so that's why it's as humans root for one another absolutely act like you're on a freaking t-ball team i love seeing kids because whether it's t-ball soccer or bjj their innocence they're so goofy they're always like clapping for one another even if the kid is like on the wall bouncing around or chasing <laughs> butterflies they're still clapping because they're so like their innocence right yes. but 
we could learn from kids and we could really learn from going back to taking our minds back to when we were kids and how liberating and freeing that felt when we just were so open to loving and being positive and not being like, oh, you see what shoes she's wearing? I can't believe she's rocking the Reebok. Don't, doesn't she know nobles are in style now? <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Really? Like, why don't we just stop name calling? If someone's photo doesn't look like yours or their feed's different, who cares? You know, if I you don't like the, it, I who cares? Say, that's absolutely true. I want to say that um, I don't think that, I believe, I believe, I believe, not think. I believe that the women, people uh, that listen to you and that follow you are in that same mindset. I don't think that. And I'm when you said that you get negative stuff, I was like, what? Oh, you yeah. do? And it's normally from people that don't follow me. They, they normally, just right? They just yeah. assume. Okay, so like I'm, I could, I could imagine. I believe that the people, like the women, the people that follow you, are on that same journey, yeah. right? Because um, wear whatever shoes you want, you know. Yeah. Like uh, I was that girl who, when the first time I seen you, um, uh post the picture of like your your belly i was like what and I was i think i showed my daughter look at her what she she just posted this <laughs> i'm like my belly looks like that on a like a times 20 but look <laughs> and then <laughs> you know <laughs> but like i was so shocked like mm-hmm. not shocked but i was like um grateful like um impressed and uh like I was, you know, you were sharing like somebody needed that. And I yeah. think that that a lot of us do. I think that a lot of us need that vulnerability uh, to show that everybody else that it's okay. And um, I, so when we come, when I came to my fellowship, right? Because um, I know we're just having a conversation about just where, I think it's really cool because it feels like we're just conversating back and forth. Um, but to go back to like um, me getting clean or my journey. Um, so the in the very beginning, it's like we admitted we were powerless over our addiction and our lives had become unmanageable. That's step one, right? And um, and then so you're talking about like, you know, getting our power back and once we um, are vulnerable. And, and so like the way you're sharing it, mm-hmm. I, I felt like I needed to say this because like once we admit that we are powerless over our addiction, mm-hmm. it's two parts, and our lives had become unmanageable, then we are instantly empowered. You know what I mean? And so like, it just seems like every life and the um, pursuit, I didn't, you know, automatically people are like happiness, but the pursuit to change and the pursuit to be a better Mo or to be a better Desiree or to, to, to think better and to live better, to shine brighter is to admit that we are powerless in some sort of something, right? right? Whatever it is in your life. It doesn't have to be addiction. It doesn't have to, it could be just in your thinking, right? That salty thinking. Um, it could be anything um, shameful. It could be anything. But once we admit we're powerless in that area, right? And that whatever that area is mm-hmm. causes us to be unmanageable in our thoughts, in whatever we're doing, you know, working out too much, blah, 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 blah. Um which is not my problem yet, (laughs) Um, uh, uh, then we instantly gain power because then we are admitting out loud, you know, that something needs to change and we are about to change it, you know? And um, 
And I think that's a beautiful thing because it's like kind of like, what? You get power from admitting your powerlessness, your powerlessness, but it's the truth. Once you admit that you need help, and uh, then you yeah. gain a little, you're empowered. Yeah. You know, and it's a beautiful thing. And that's why admit, uh, taking yeah. that first step to admitting right. is already leading you down the path to being empowered, yeah. to feeling power. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, <clears throat> that's really the gist of it all like there's really no other way to navigate that yeah um vulnerability being truthful to yourself admitting to yourself and then everything else just kind of aligns but it's taking that first step and then you know opening the bridge or however you want to analogy you want to go down the road to but right. it becomes beautiful life is beautiful but we said this before you get one shot at it so um, show up, show up for yourself. And that's why I wanted to read what the, I, I don't want to, um, I'll, sometimes I'll quote people and then other times, mostly it's just me pulling it out of like my notes or like out of my head and ask my husband, my husband, like, will get mad at me. Cause he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, shh, shh, you're losing my train of thought. He's like, oh, and I was like, I'm writing. He's like, are you going to get off that phone? I said, I really got to get this out. Cause sometimes I like, I normally will have like a, if you go through my email on my drafts, it's all writing and then I'll convert it to Instagram and like clean it up. So it makes sense because mm-hmm. it makes sense in my head. But when I read it out loud, I'm like, that doesn't, Ooh, that doesn't make <laughs> sense the way it does in my head. <laughs> yeah. But I did, um, you're inspiring people who you don't even realize are watching you simply by showing up, being raw, vulnerable, and being honest. By sharing your value, you might give someone the courage they need to change their life and evolve into the person they've always knew they could be. And again, I mean, that was perfect what you said. Like, we're not doing this for ourselves. We're doing it for everyone else or whoever needs to hear it, whoever needs to come across our page or our story, this podcast. This isn't. And that's why I try to tell um, myself. Well, I don't try. I tell myself. I tell my husband and I I tell everybody who listens, this is not for me. This isn't a podcast for me. This is not a podcast in hopes that, oh my God, I become super famous someday because that's not what it's about. And I tell my husband, I'm like, I love my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I love my life right now. I love where we're at. I love our kids. Um, I love, I've always been simple as it is. I've never been into name brand You can ask me to recite Remember the Titans in Sandlot and I can recite the whole movie by myself. (laughs) Chuck Taylor's all the way. I still have mine from eighth grade um, that I used to play. My parents' old house, they used to have a big lot before they made uh, their like little ranch. Um, And we used to play, my cousins and I used to play baseball back there and I swore I was like the female version of Benny. Benny. Yeah, I was like, Desiree the Jew. <laughs> I was such a tomboy. Oh my gosh. But I, I loved it. But really, this is not for me. This is for everyone else that needs to listen, uh, that needs to just stop wallowing in their own self pity and burying themselves in their own grave for no reason when they still have so much life to live. Um, because, you know, we all go through different stages. You're not alone. There's no one way to doing this life. We all go through, whether it's addiction, divorce, um, you know, I I don't know, whatever negative thing you think of in your life, right? 
Um, we all go through different things. And so, I mean, I could sit here and say, my husband's been through a divorce. He had a first marriage. Some people are like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, make him a better person. He's so much better than he, he's so much better today. Um, he's better than he's grown into the, a man. So, I mean, that doesn't hold you back from uh, finding love again or saying that you're, you're just meant to be alone or, you know, cause we talk about all these things, addiction and eating disorders, but seriously, there's so many things society classifies as negative, but don't allow it to consume you. You have so much more life to give, to live, share your story. Don't be scared. Don't um, hide in the dark in the same way. So-and-so is vulnerable and, oh my gosh, I can't believe he or she can do this. You could do it too. You just got to give power to yourself um, be your own superhero, really. So, yeah. Is there anything else you want to share? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I just want it like I, I liked that. Um, I don't want to really go against what you said um, in um, your post or the thing that you read right now, but I want to add it, add to it. Like um, when I got so the type of life that mm-hmm. I led before um, I got clean. Um, you said it says something about becoming um, the best person that you, you know at the very end of that. Oh, a person that you always knew you mm-hmm. could be. Yeah. So I had absolute. My brain had absolutely no capacity to even dream of the person that I am right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I'm not the person that I've always wanted to be. Like. My sponsor, like I am um, a woman that I never even thought I could become. Like I didn't even think yeah. that it was possible. I, di- I had no idea. Like I, I have a loving relationship. My kids, I don't have to worry about my kids right now. You know, like um, there was been a moment like my younger kid or one of my kids was like going through this like bad moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was watching him go through his own thing and um, and and then um, building a relationship with my daughter and, you know, the amends to my kids. And like, this is a process, right? It's a process. Like I had to do amends to my kids, mm-hmm. living amends, verbal amends, um, listen to what, how my behavior had affected them. Like, this is not easy. This road is not easy, but like, we're able to do it. You know, like I never thought that I would be in the relationship that I have right now. Like I completely trust him. He could be gone for the whole weekend and it's like not a big deal. Yeah. You know, I could leave for the weekend and it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm-hmm. I've never, I didn't know that I could be in such a healthy relationship. I didn't know that I could be in such a healthy relationship with myself. Um, I didn't know that I could go back to school. I didn't know that like, um, like I had no idea that I could even be that person. Yeah. You know, and, and if we just gave ourselves a chance to then evolve, yeah, to evolve sure. into whoever the person, the thing, the the source you believe in transforms you. Like I have, I am in the midst of being created by my creator. Right. And, um, and I, I believe that I have a little bit to do with that and I, or a lot to do with that. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, that my creator has a lot to do with that. And, um, and it's like, things are being set up perfectly and even the ones that that are those roadblocks, because then we learn and we go around them. And then I didn't know. Like, I didn't know I would be, I didn't know I had no capacity to even imagine 
And so that means if I had no capacity to imagine where I'm at right now, then I have no capacity to mm-hmm. even imagine where, how beautiful my life will be right. like in a couple years from now. I can't even imagine that because it, I, it's just going to be so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not going to put no limit on it. You know, it's going to be beautiful. Limit. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do know that I'm going to be deadlifting over 300 pounds. Soon. <laughs> That's what I do know. Hey. Hey, <laughs> best lift in the world. <laughs> That's what I do know. Oh, for sure. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, just don't be afraid to evolve. Yeah. You know, some of, and that's why, you know, you get, you get, a, every time you wake up, that's your next chance. Yeah. So when those he- feet hit the floor, how are you going to show up today? How are you going to clap for yourself? How are you going to make your life better? How... Are you going to change for the better? How are you going to evolve, you know, taking the right steps to being the best version of you possible? Whether you can see it or whether you can't, at least navigate, how am I going to get there? Um, because, I mean, everyday life, I mean, it, it is, the only term to really to use is it is a gift, it's a blessing, it's a miracle. So um, just keep living, showing up. I mean, it's not perfect. It's not meant to be perfect. You're going to screw up a lot more times. I try to tell myself that all the time. You're going to screw up. You're not ever going to, you're not going to show up all the time. Like you feel like you, you're in a unstoppable force going to save the world. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some stumbles, but you get better get ready, you know, fasten that seatbelt and it's okay. We, we made it this far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, um, is there a quote you wanted to share? You wanted, um, so I, when you tell me that there's only one thing that I could really think of and it's in one of our books Uh and, um, somebody could reach out to me later if they wanted to know which book. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's like my favorite. It's says in um, sanity is living in harmony with reality. And that's just a little, like, um, a little, it's a part of a sentence in Uh one of our books. It says sanity is living in harmony with reality. And what harmony means is an acceptance, right? And um, and it says reality. So reality is whatever your reality is in this moment. And so sanity is living in harmony and acceptance with reality. I don't know if your reality is um, chaotic and crazy and loud. And um, one thing is happening after another, or it's calm and it's peaceful and serene. But um, as long as we're not fighting what our reality is and we're living in, in harmony and acceptance with it, doesn't have to mean we like it, then we're pretty much doing the right thing. You need to become a, um, oh my gosh, like an inspirational speaker. <laughs> Maybe that, that'll be somewhere <laughs> along in your future. But Mo, where can they find you? If they're looking for you on any of your platforms, where can they find you? So if anybody wants to talk about, um, like I am not a spokesperson of any fellowship. I'm not, I'm not, um, uh, if I'm not saying that my way to recover is the right way. And if they, anybody wants to talk um, about anything that they're going through, um, if they want to reach out, then they could follow me at, um, Mo, M O E underscore three dot 10 dot Oh nine. That's Instagram, Insta, and um, Monique Garcia on Facebook. 
uh, yeah, they could reach out. It's, I believe that my Instagram is um, public because of street parking. Nice. I made it public because of street parking and I kept Facebook because of street parking. I just love that place. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, shout out to to street parking because if you need, I love cheerleaders and there's cheerleaders all over (laughs) the world. You can say Um, you did one burpee and they're like, ready to go, girl. (laughs) Community, family, for sure. I know. I'm always like, um, I asked what kind of bra to wear and I I got like 752 comments. I was like, yes. So my, my, my. My husband's like, hey, um, so uh, you ask Miranda? And I'm like, that for Ooh. me is asking a celebrity. Like, in my eyes since 22, I had her, not that I'm a, I'm not a stalker, okay? I had her on, like, um, like for inspiration on my phone. Like, yeah. it was her picture in the game, uh, in like, CrossFit. Yeah. And, I mean, because she really, at the end of the day, she's like, to me, she's an OG. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I'm like, I think I would probably puke that day if she were to say yes. But I already, when I saw her at last year's meetup, I was already in tears when she was walking over to me. And my husband's like, whatever you do, please don't cry. Please don't cry. He goes, Oh God, you're going to cry. And I'm like already crying. She's like, so, and the first thing out of my mouth, Hi, hi, how's the baby? Hi, pregnant. I was like, what else am I gonna yeah, tell yeah. her? Hi. And then I'll, she was like, oh my god, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, uh, you're yeah. beautiful too. Like I could not. I was like, this is not me. Like I'm a talker. Like, yeah. why isn't anything coming out of my mouth? But like, um, someone like her, she's so inspirational. Yeah, and uh, just a beautiful person inside and out. And uh, that's how people look at you. And uh, that's how people look at you. So I was supposed to be at that meetup. And really? Um, yeah. And then at the last minute, I didn't show up. And when I seen the picture of you there, I was like, damn it. I knew I should have went. She was going to be there. Ah. I, was like, so I, was, I was thinking that of you and you were thinking that of Miranda. Yeah, like, we got there super early because we didn't know how traffic was going to be. It's about two hours yeah. from here. And I'm like, yeah, I was like crapping my pants yeah. like I'm just like oh. and then Julian I talked to him for a little bit and the only thing I could talk about is Miranda and he's looking at me going oh but the community and like you're part of that and I'm like your wife is just so <laughs> I, was like, I, just, I don't know what else to say like he's probably like I'm like I'm not obsessed with her I just you know but she's she's just yeah. a beautiful person and yes. I, I love what they have built and what she has built and just you know I, like you said like it's just a whole family like it community is. and when I got stuck in um Texas when I got we got me and my me and my guy got stuck in Texas yeah. I threw it out there to Texas street parking and a woman came and gave us food in the middle of a snowstorm from oh, street parking my gosh. I'm telling you this place is like no other yeah they yeah <sighs> I know. I, so I belong to the two best fellowships in the world. Man, that's you know, my 12 step and then street parking. Boom. Mm. It's great. Yeah. I in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. And she, yeah I, I honestly, I, I would have never put up that picture of me if it wasn't for how much like inspired I was like of so many women just like showing up raw and authentic and like in their sports bra in the garage. I'm like, I want want to be like that like how come I can't get to that level and then one day I just like 
the whole took it off. hashtag wear the damn shorts. <laughs> and it was like, this is what it feels like to be free. And I'm like, well, I feel naked, but I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just that community, the community in general, it saved me. The template saved me from going down another addiction to did food. you know that they have um they have uh, a separate pi- private group for um for uh, recovery street parking recovery yeah it's yeah. dope I, we all we're all on there and we're like um congratulating each other for how much days and awesome. clean time i do remember posting like a photo of me hunched over the toilet because i'm not always on facebook because yeah. my i said this last time my facebook is connected to my to my IG. So IG just automatically uploads everything for me on Facebook. Yeah. But I remember posting one of my photos of me hunched over the toilet and saying, you know, like it's powerful now that I could post that. Yeah. But you know, it takes long to get through recovery. And these women were just like, I'm going through that. Me too. too. Me or too. I went through that or yes. I'm still battling it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yes. There's a lot of it. Like I'm yeah. not alone. Like nope. talking to someone on episode uh, 10 with bulimia I've never sat down and talked to another bulimic like face to face we were over zoom but actually like hearing her story was identical to mine it was like yeah. oh my god I'm like human like I'm not this like weird like no. robot like of a person like it's okay it's okay not to be okay it's okay you went yes. through that it's not shameful no it don't feel guilt anymore like keep sharing it keep talking about it um you know, because the more you talk about it, I feel like the more, like, you lift off mm-hmm. and this power and, like, you feel, like, I don't know, like, you don't feel, like, powerless anymore. Like, yeah. you just feel, like, in control of your life. Mm-hmm. And, like, the same way we're consistent with working out, we need to be consistent with showing up for ourselves and, like, taking our power back. Because it's yes. not like you don't take it back all of a sudden. It's, like, chip, it, like, chips away. Yes. Little by little, you Absolutely. get it back. Like, shh. It's, like. One percent every day. Yeah, and it feels good. It feels damn good when you take it back. Like little, you could feel it. Like I don't know if you want to imagine a comic book, but you could feel like Superman yes. getting his power back when he's got kryptonite. So mm-hmm. same thing, right? But um, yeah. So yeah. Cheers, to street parking for sure. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the best. I love that place. Yes, I really do. It's incredible what they have built in such a short time. It is absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah. Thank you, Mo. You're Thank welcome. you for being Thank here. You. Thank you for making the drive. And um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, this is actually our longest recording yet. And I hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> it as much as I did. Um, Whoops. Whoopsie. No, no, I love it. It's a conversation, um, you know, and I feel like when you're just so transparent, people are able to just grasp and like, they're able to like listen along and like, whether they're alone or they're driving, they're like, yep, yep. I feel the same way, you know, like, um, and so, yeah, I thank you guys for listening, for tuning in every week. And we did hit 2k yesterday in the morning. I did. Yeah. 2000 downloads. Um, I woke up yesterday morning and my husband's like came home with the cake, uh, Friday. And he's like, this is just, he's like, cause I know we're going to hit 2k. And I'm like, My vision was always, if it helps five people, that's it. That's all I'm happy about. Five people are healed. They can go, they will be able to heal heal five more. And then those five more, five more. And the whole, that's how the whole domino effect started right in my head. And um, 
Yeah, we hit 2K downloads. And for me, that's beautiful because it's not just my story. I just had a, it had to start with my story in order to start it, you know, the effect. Um, and so now we're 12 episodes in and yeah, it's, so I thank you guys for listening, for being a part of that, for being a part of all these beautiful testimonies, these powerful women coming on and thank you mo congratulations again to 12 years 12 years your 12th episode yeah yeah oh my gosh i didn't even align that (laughs) and 12 is my boyfriend my stepdaughter's number oh my god we didn't even we didn't even plan that whole holy crap i'm like 12 and i'm like yeah no oh wait 12 (laughs) so yeah so 12 oh my gosh woo um (laughs) So yeah, congratulations to you. Congratulations to us as the self-love effect podcast, because it is an us. It's not a me. Um, It's a we. It's an us. Um, I hope you guys continue to tune in weekly, um, whether it's every Thursday or on Sundays when we drop just a surprise episode. Um, Thank you guys for just being a part of this movement and your continued love and support. Now with... The shop, we did do some new shop drops. They'll be coming more. But I am the face of all the printing, the screening, the packaging, the notes, the shipping. So sometimes it does take more time. But each each order is just so special to me. And I'm humbled by it all. So you guys, um, with that being said, for those of you who are listening, you could save using code self love effect. And then this week I'll be running uh free shipping. It'll be updated tonight. It should be tonight. Um, and then for the rest of the month of March, you'll have free shipping. Then you can use that additional discount code for those listeners. So I guess if you're listening, you'll only know. Um, and then last but not least, let me drop you guys some discount codes, head on over to what and done and save. Um, do your hands a favor and stop, stop tearing. My husband's like, when's the last time you tore? I was like, I can't even remember. Save using discount code treasures10. That's wad and done. You can also give them a follow on Instagram at wad and done. And then also head on over and get yourself some new fitness apparel, um, born primitive, bornprimitive.com. They will be dropping their spring collection soon. Um, sign up for early access. They will be giving more information soon about that. So make sure you um, stay on top of those emails or just head on over and follow them too on IG at Born Primitive and save at checkout using Fit Mama 10. If you don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar, you can always head on over to Goalie and get yourself some gummies using Lincoln's underscore treasures. And last but not least, the Brute Force community. Give them a follow at you are Brute Force and also Brute Force, their Instagram page. But if you want to change up your fitness and just uh, your routine, get yourself a sandbag or a kettlebell, throw it around. I kid you not. It feels good to just throw something around, slam it on the ground. But yeah, give them a follow. They're amazing community. I love them to death. They are just so empowering. Um, And yeah, I love you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.